All right. Three, two, one. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Justin Cobley, and this is the Sore Losers Podcast. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Austin Mazer, and we've got a special, special guest today, Grant Castelluzzo, a.k.a. Grant C. And uh, we're just going to talk up? about what we've been up to, filming stuff, kind of just whatever. So uh, I guess just to start... Uh, what have you been up to lately, Austin? Uh, not much. I was, I mean, today I was just with Anthony Perry and Bruno Hoffman and Rich Forn because Rich Forn's been living here, I think, for a little bit now. And Anthony and Bruno came to work on some federal projects. And it had been probably like a year, year and a half since last time I saw Anthony from living in BCN, so met up with them, hung out, chilled, and yeah, not much else. Spectating. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't just hear that five seconds ago. That's cool. Yeah, yeah so. So uh, <laughs> uh, do you film anything today, or are you just kind of chilling? No, no, today was a chill day. Yesterday was a bit more of a filming day, but. Yeah, yeah, you sent me a clip yesterday that we're definitely going to have to uh, talk about later. <laughs> I guess we should mention, too, that it is something like 9.40 p.m. in yeah. uh, Mallorca right now. Yeah. It's better than last time, though. Last last, uh, last one we did, I would think it was probably started at like 11.30 my time. Yeah, last time was quite a bit later. Appreciate yeah, that. So. And we've got Grant in Long Beach, California. So for him, he's nine hours behind you. It's pretty so, funny. Like the all the got the three different time zones right now. Yep. Yeah, obviously running this remote, but so far so good. I didn't even know Mallorca was a thing. <laughs> so yeah, I think we. I, don't know. I didn't intro. know what that was. I just looked it up right now. I I now am aware. <laughs> it's it's, yeah, close it's like to Barcelona, right? It's a it's a boat ride away. It's like a if you want to be quick with it, it's like a twenty minute flight, and then an eight hour boat, kind of like a ferry. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, it's eight hours. Just yeah, <laughs> and it's like you doing that. It's like if you're with friends or something, like you know, like homies from here who would go to BCN for like, you know, like the last street jam that was there a while ago, they were like, you know, 10 of them or whatever. And they just kind of like sit in the seats and whatever. And like, you know, it's, you're with all your friends, so it doesn't matter. But like when I would go with like my girlfriend or something, it's like spend the extra money and just get a room and at least like sleep overnight. And then it's not that bad. Because otherwise, it's just eight hours of just sitting in like a chair. Yeah, it sounds trying to trying to like see like sleep upright or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that sounds worse than a plane for some reason. I was I was like I was in my head. I was then thinking like I guess you kind of do the same thing on a flight, but but yeah, I don't know. Not the worst, but. So Grant, thank you for uh, taking the time to hang out with us today. Yeah, man. 
What have you? Of course, uh, of course. What have you been up to lately? Not a lot. Recently, got back from Vegas, and it's been chill since then. Kind of uh, just doing some work stuff and figuring out new projects or whatever. So kind of nothing has started. So we're just riding, relaxing, and chilling and working normal life stuff. Sounds good. Yeah, you showed me a little preview of uh, actually not a little preview. It was like pretty much a complete edit at this point of the uh the We the People Vegas trip. Yeah, I need to get like a graphic and name and you know just like finishing touch stuff. But yeah, like the edit basically is done. The end can be cleaned up from what you saw too. But yeah, but not too much left. Yeah, pretty dialed. It looks like you know Riley and Logan got a ton done on that trip. Like. Who was on this trip? Uh, Riley, Logan, and Dan. But Dan got hurt on the first like trick that he tried, so Oof. he went home. Yeah. Uh, and then Logan came into the trip hurt, but I guess like I don't know, was fine. He like went to the doctor and they told him that he had like a small like tear in his meniscus or something, and that they were gonna have to like have a second doctor's appointment to check it out or whatever. And I was like, well, you don't even have to come on the trip, man. Like, we'll just reschedule the trip. You know, it's easy to cancel shit right now. So I was like, dude, we'll just reschedule the thing. I don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't matter. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm going to go. I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) And in my head, I was like, well, whatever. He'll ride and get like a clip or whatever. He'll chill. And then like on like the second day, he did something huge and like landed on his leg and he like freaked out. And I was like, oh, there it goes. Like, you know, whatever was wrong with his knees. Fuck. And then like two seconds later, he was like, oh, I just got like a gnarly shin or like right by his knee and he's like guess i'm good i was like yeah seems seems like you probably are but i would he's like should i go to the doctor he's like, yeah, you should still go to the doctor if they gave you a doctor's appointment but yeah he ended up like mvp like coming through he ended up being the only person not hurt by the end of the trip wow yeah now that dude could take like some serious abuse and he just keeps riding like yeah it seems like it. same thing with riley too but jeez he yeah logan falls like kind of a lot when he is like trying to get it you know what i mean the stuff that he's like pushing himself quite a bit he falls but like you know even if he's like five or six feet off the ground he just extends his legs and he's like back on the ground right without uh yeah much incident yeah watching him like ride rails is crazy because when he like he can just jump he's gonna be standing like so easily that it's like kind of doesn't the rail stuff is like chill for him. It's like, okay, he just steps off, you know, like he's six, four or five or something. It's like, wow. he just steps, he's just standing and he's just fine. Yeah. He should have sacked that kinker, that like mini kinker in California that we rode. Oh, and he just stood, and he up, just stood up right over it. It was ridiculous. It's, yeah. It's weird. It's he's, yeah, it's weird. It's like, I'm like, I kind of get why you rails are super chill when you're like really tall. Yeah. Just tire riding everything. Just not even worry. Yeah. It's like, and it's also, I think that's part of it too, like, because he's always tie riding everything, like, when he comes to grinding and it's like, the effort is a lot yeah, more. You don't have to jump mm-hmm. that high, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like literally like, what, you know, 18 inch difference between the hops, so it's like chill, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, grinding rails is easy. That's yeah, cool. I don't want to give too much away, but, uh, you're saying that Logan did that tail whip with, like, a partly torn meniscus yeah, that's the one something wrong with his knee? Yeah, that's the that's the thing that he he fell on one of the times oh, that, that I think there's like some cuts like he like missed his pedals twice like went to catch it his feet are just like waiting and they just miss everything and he like drops off the drop to just feet on the ground 
And he like one of the times he like, you know, walks away or whatever. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, that's two. You know what I mean? Because Dan hurt his knee. I was like, that's two knees. Like, dude's fucked. And then he just like sits there for a second. And he's like, looks at his leg. and It's like bleeding. He's like, oh, it's just like a gnarly shinner. Like I thought in my head, I fucked my shit up, but it's fine. So then he was just like, wow. fine the whole rest of the trip. Yeah. All right. Let me just get another two minutes or so of footage for the rest of the trip. No worries. Yeah, and I felt bad for them because it's two dudes having to film, like, for eight hours a day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hot eight-hour days with just two guys. I was like, yo, you guys don't really need to, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to go, like, all day long. Like, yeah, you can yeah. chill or whatever. And they just wanted to ride. They don't care. You know, they're like, it's fine. It's fine. Then the last day, they got, like, everyone was pretty dusted after Riley bounced his face off that rail. So we just, like, rode a skate park and chilled. But it was like... I was like, you guys, we have enough. Like, I was putting a timeline together every day. I was like, we have enough money. Like, we, we have enough footage that we didn't waste the trip money. You know what I mean? Like, we did it. Like, yeah. it's yeah. fine. You guys don't need to, like, the video is going to be good enough as it is. It's not like they slacked and put together some garbage. Like, it's it's fine. You know, like, don't don't stress it. So they were like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, then they were still, like, getting Instagram clips of the skate park. You know what I mean? Riley literally, his face is probably, like, leaking from the stitches, and he's, like, getting... He was, I was like, you don't even have to ride. You just like hang out or whatever. And he's like, well, if I'm there, I'm going to ride. Like, All right, man, that's on you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. crazy watching his like, his program on the California trip. Like he would just marathon rolling on the ground for like at least an hour or so. And like nine out of 10 times he would get the trick. But then that wouldn't even be the one clip for the day. Like he would still be sessioning every other spot the rest of the day. Like. He just kept going. He, yeah, he's, I mean, he's ridiculous. He, I think like those dudes both, they're just, they're like the right people for the job. You know, like some people, I think uh, like being in a team manager position, like some people you hook up, they like don't, you know what I mean? You got to like, I like want to find people who want to do it without it even, like they would do it whether they were sponsored or not. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like being sponsored is like dope or whatever, but it's only so dope. So it's like, unless the person actually gives a shit to do that, it's not going to last. You know what I mean? Like the motivation, yeah. how, how motivated could you be? How long could you want to do it for? It's like, sure, it's cool, whatever to say you're sponsored, but like, really, what does it mean? It doesn't really mean anything. So it's like, they got to be kind of self-starters. And those guys are already like, film their own stuff when they're at home. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I get back from the trip and Logan's like, oh, I filmed the clip the other day. And Riley's like, oh, I filmed the clip the other day you know, i didn't even like tell them or like ask them to film a video yeah they just want to do it you know what i mean like they're like that's the way i've always been with it too it's like i just want to ride and sometimes filming just like makes you ride more yeah. you know what i mean like sure i'll go yep. ride but, like how much am i gonna ride if i'm not gonna like go and film i'll ride but i can't guarantee how hard i'm gonna ride or if i you know what i mean like having that there is like the motivation like motivation to like do something like oh yeah sure whatever let's go do this thing like it's kind of just a, a good little reason and they're down to do that on their own which when i first started like talking to them about it and i could tell that's the way it was i was like this is the move because it's like then you don't have to complain and i have to like ask them you know what i mean i'm never like oh what are you guys doing because yeah, i hate yeah. being that guy you know what i mean like it's not cool to be like oh are you guys working on something having like, to be on their back all the time you know I mean? like yeah it's, it is only vmx so it's like some people's don't view it like you know what I mean? And some people, yeah. like, you tell them to do something like that just makes them not want to do it. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's like, you know, BMX kind of, like, counterculture and, like, sometimes being told to do shit. 
super demotivating yeah, for yeah. some people. <laughs> yep. But yeah, being on trips with you is awesome because it's like you make it super easy. Like you're always down to film, but you're not a pushy filmer. And like, you know, we were in, you know, I was in Long Beach with you guys for, was it like eight or 10 days? And like by the end of the trip, like we were all pretty beat up. Like we had a bunch of footage and like you were not, you're like, oh, you guys want to ride today? Ah, what's that? Like, you know, you want to get out at 10, 11? Like it was pretty, pretty laid back. Well, yeah, I mean, again, you guys are all good at getting up early and, like, doing, like, being functioning humans. I mean, I think those dudes both have, like, normal jobs. So they're used to getting up at, like, a relatively normal schedule. So it's like, I don't know, even if I didn't say anything, like, I never set an alarm. I mean, I set an alarm for myself in the hotel, so I would get up and do stuff in Vegas. But I'd, like, get up, take a shower, and, like, then they just start getting up. I never said, like, oh, we got to be out by whatever time. Yeah. I I was like, kind of feel the vibe. Like, I don't know if they want to ride at noon, we'll ride at noon. If they want to ride at nine, we'll fucking ride at nine. It doesn't matter to me. I'm up early, whatever. But it's nice because I just like kind of just let people do their own thing and kind of feel like sometimes the best way for like team manager stuff is to like figure out how people work and just like meet them there. Don't like try to get them to do you sort of like figure out the way they work and kind of like then set the trip up or whatever for it to be the most convenient for that i just kind of the motivation is just way higher that way you know what i mean people are just like don't feel pressure they just do what they want to do and then they're going to ride the way they want to ride and do stuff that they're actually stoked on yeah the video turned out awesome in the end i'm stoked to uh yeah stoked for that one to be out yeah that video was good i'm hyped on that video too really hyped i really want to come to new york and do something but i don't know when or how that's going to happen but that's like kind of something I want to do. And Riley and Logan both wanted to go. They like mentioned it. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Logan has already been there. Logan's again. already been there. But Riley's never been there. And I'm sure Riley would like, I mean, he would ride good, but I'm sure he'd be overwhelmed because he's like not really city guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, th- he like lived in San Diego for a year or whatever, but like San Diego is like not normal city. It's like sprawling suburbs. Like, and he didn't live like in downtown. He lived like out. Where is he from? Uh, Washington, like right. north of Seattle, in between Seattle and like Vancouver. Okay. So like in the mountains, in the woods, more or less. Yeah, he lives like in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he lives in like a town, but it's like yeah, it's like you know, just like some pretty small. I'm sure it's really nice. I'm sure it's like fucking beautiful yeah there. i'm sure yeah. but it's not very city he always complains about going to seattle like <laughs> it's fucking dirty and stuff you know like just typical like big city problems you know just spoiled by nature yeah i'm sure it's quiet and yeah. super chill where he lives yeah. waterfalls and rivers and shit yeah exactly like, yeah why do I need he's definitely else? like outdoor guy yeah that's so cool but yeah speaking yeah, of videos that's a cool it's like yeah <laughs> Uh, Grant, I think today, officially, you just yeah. released a project that you've had in the works for a very long time, and I'll pretend like uh, I planned to have you on here because of that video. Nice. But it just kind of worked out that way. It, it is funny, the time. Yeah. Good planning. <laughs> <laughs> we communicated, we sent like emails back and forth, which scheduled For months scheduling this, this, yeah, trying to work out yeah. the Austin this yeah. time. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> So yeah, how how do you feel to have that done finally? Uh, it's nice to be done. I mean, 
I guess I could have been done whenever there's no pressure. I like just did that on my own and just asked like, Oh, do you guys want this? Like to Dave and Paul and shit? Like, is this something you guys would even want to put out? And they were like, yeah, man, even before I was done, they were like, Oh yeah, totally. Of course. Like, you know, whatever you want to do that. That's awesome. And, uh, it's cool. Like it's, it's better now. It's like pretty sick to do it in my position currently. Cause it's like, I just do it till film until I am done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which like, to say, I probably filmed for like more than a year, but it's not like actively filming that whole time. Enough. So I'll go like months without ever yeah. filming a clip for it. I would like ride all the time, but I just don't even like have the motivation or end up at a spot because I don't really prioritize like what I want to ride streetwise for the most part. I usually just like, okay, well, dudes are here. We're going to go here. Stall wants to film a clip here. Whoever wants to film a clip here. I usually can find something I want to do, but if I'm filming a project like this, I'm not going to like you know, just for me. So there's no reason to like get a clip at a spot. You don't like care to get a clip at or whatever. Yeah. It's like no pressure, which ends up like, I feel like the product's better that way. You know, I probably started filming like the first clip, probably right in the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was like, I had some clips that I didn't even put in that were from before that, that I just filmed. But I was just like, you know what, just as like a reason to start, you're probably not going to be doing anything. You know what I mean? Like how, who knows how long, I'm going to go without having to go on a trip or like actively film someone that's not Dan, you know, like someone that I'm not just like constantly living by. So I was just like, get a clip here or there. And in the beginning, I wasn't really even riding with those dudes, except for on like Saturday or whatever. Like I would go to work or what, like in the beginning, I didn't even have a job. So I literally just like sit around until the weekend and then we would go out like, you know, a day or something. Yeah. I got like a few things I just filmed by myself because I was bored as fuck in the middle <laughs> of the week. And then I was like, you know, I actually kind of like these things. Like maybe I should just like make a video. I haven't really done that in a while or whatever. So I was like, well, whatever. And then just the other day, Stahl hurt his foot or something or like wasn't feeling it. Or maybe at a day before where he was like kind of ate shit a bunch of times. He was like, you anywhere you want to ride? And I was like, you know what, dude, let me just fucking finish this video. Like, I just, let's just go get this fucking clip. Like I'm over having, I've had the, the edited video done and yeah. it was done, but I was like, uh, there's no clip on a rail. I'm not like a huge rail rider, but I was like, it'd be cool to get a rail clip. Like I don't have even a single like handrail. I have like clips on rail setup shit, but like not just like a straight stair handrail. And I was like, I fuck it, dude. I guess let's just go suck it up and eat shit on a handrail till I pull a clip or whatever. Like it's fine. So then I like went out and got the clip and I was like, all right, cool. I'm actually done. And it was just that crook hard. I was like, I don't really do the trick that much. I've only done it on like a handrail, like a couple times. I'm not really a big handrail rider. So it's like not, not that confident, but I was like, well, I fucking do. It's the kind of thing I know if I try it enough times, I'll probably be able to pull it. I probably won't be able to fall hard enough to not try it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, whatever. It was just, just bang it out and get done. And I actually pulled it pretty quickly. And I was like, Oh, we're done now. I don't have the. That's cool. That worked out. Got lucky. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, kind of that clip was perfect. Like, it was Thanks. definitely one of those like perfect rails, but it still was like probably like a six or a seven, and it like it I wasn't it, like I think ankle it's a height. It was their handrail. Oh, it was one of those like long three <laughs> kind of things. Because yeah, the rail yeah, was it's pretty like a typical, long. It's like a typical like California school rail that's like. Yeah, it's, like, pretty mellow, but also, as a result, it's, like, not low. You know what I mean? It's probably, like, normal, like, crossbar height or whatever, which is the only reason it was hard is because, like, usually, I mean, it's not hard to, to, like, ride rails if you go fast. You know, you just, like, 
go Found a little faster and yep. you jump you jump out to the thing but that that trick doesn't work when you do that you can't like you need time yeah. so you go fast sure i can crook crook the rail going like a little bit faster but then i have no control you just think and you just you're off the rail so it's like i had to like just that's what i do when i ride rails anyway i tend to go like a little bit faster in the beginning just to like feel it out do the crook like all right just put your fucking front wheel over the rail and just like ride away and get like okay you did it whatever and then like notch it back till you figure out the speed you actually want to do the trick at yeah at least that's how i do like ice picks and stuff on rails too like the first one will be all fast and then if i'm trying to spin yeah, out of it sure, something yeah. i'll like slow it down i don't know if you remember that my like, cat is that uh nolly ice i did in brooklyn that like little red rail i don't know why i was the, like oh yeah 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 I was like so terrified just to ice pick it for some reason. And the first one, I definitely gapped down like at least three quarters of it and just like dinked the end. And like, yeah, anything to get the fucking juices flowing. But then once that was out of the way, I was like, oh, it's like, it's like a skate park there. Like, what am I afraid of? That was weird because there were like kids all in the school and stuff. And just like, no one even really said anything. That's like every like New York school spot though. Like, they're just always hordes of kids there and you they're usually just used to like weird shit happening like you know bums like taking a shit right on next to the school property like whatever craziness going on so like, they're they're usually pretty unfazed like you can just ride i mean i'm sure that rail gets skated like non-stop it's like pretty skate dimension-y like it's low and steep I feel, and it's into a hallway which for some reason i feel like they just like the way that stuff kind of looks i'm sure they they session that thing and they're all loud you know, just like skateboarding is just yeah. generally super loud. So I'm sure like we were like, oh, these guys are quiet. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to remember, uh, I'm, I could be wrong, but I feel like you showed me a timeline on like the first trip I took to California, which might have been like 2018. I'm trying to think of the timeline, but I know could have been could have been for the Madeira video. What's crazy is you showed me a timeline. And I know there was, like, I want to say there was footage in your last video that came out. But, like, you know, you did, like, there was, like, stack ledges up to, like, a top ledge that was both-sided. And I think you did, like, Smith, up Smith, up Smith, over Smith, one eight, like, something like that. Like, like a whole... I almost feel like I remember the clip. Was that in something else? Am I thinking of... Because I thought you'd been working on this project longer. Like, I've... And you just like scrapped a whole bunch of footage. No, Was that uh, not the case? I mean, like anything on that purple bike is old, you know. So those purple bike clips are like probably got that bike in like November. No, maybe somewhere around there, like twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. right? That, yeah, that would have been right. So then, those maybe there was like a clip before March, but. That's the bike I had like in the beginning of the pandemic. Gotcha. And I had a new one sent. Yeah. So nothing in this video was filmed before that. I don't know. Maybe it went to a different video. Yeah. I think this is all. I also didn't use every else. clip. I didn't use every clip because I'm like, eh, I do a lot of the same shit. So it's like, I don't want to like, I don't want to keep putting out the same kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Even though like, that I don't give a shit or anybody thinks about the riding other than it's just like me doing my thing. Mm. But it's like, I just personally want to do stuff I've never done. You know what I mean? That's like the only thing that really gets me yeah. hyped on my own stuff is like trying to put 
some stuff together. I've never really like, oh, I've thought of it or whatever. It never worked out. You know what I mean? That's like kind of the stuff that motivates me. Yeah, I will say, I feel like definitely watching it was like things that I wouldn't normally see you do. Like a lot of cool, like yeah, try fakey manual stuff and shit that like was like surprising and really sick. Like out of grinds, like I never would have thought, you know. There was like a minute where all I felt like I, I was like trying to think of clips to get, and the only clips I could think of were like stuff to backwards manual. I was like, "Fuck! If I do another fucking grind, hard one eighty to backwards manual, I'm seriously gonna just like freak out." Because there's this rail set up. It's just like a handrail to pad, and I was like, "Oh, I could like pegs hard backwards manual to the street or whatever for the clip, you know, like the the rail clip I wanted." And I was like, "Dude, I already have like." so many tricks landing in the backwards manual like how many times can i just land in a backwards manual i can't do any tricks out of it i can't fucking that bar spin or something like well i gotta do something different i can't i can't i'm just saving for the next time i start filming i guess but no, yeah those are i just sick. like that stuff is challenging for me so it's like hmm. i don't know i like i like the way it feels but it's like not that easy it takes me like the headaches amount of times to yeah. try to lock into something nice yeah, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're like that like unlucky to hard backwards manual. Like, yeah, that one. I did an unlucky hard on the ledge and I was like, oh, this will be easy. Stall, do you want to film it? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I like start trying to like, dude, this is fucking hard. Why did I die? I thought I was going to like, I landed on my back wheel on the first one. You know, I was going to rotate, just like landed back wheel. I was like, oh, this will be whatever. I'll just do it. And I could not over and over again, just couldn't get myself to actually like pull the backwards manual. I was like, this yeah. fucking sucks. Like, of course, the one thing I think is going to be easy is going to work out and it just took forever but whatever it ended up working it just that they always do you just need to like if you can backlash you can grind to harmon 80 you like lean back long enough you'll be able to pull yeah. it you know it's like i had to flip over one time and i was like okay it's fine i'll do it now yeah yeah it just, just like, like letting yourself get to that point of like being enough backwards to like okay just a little less and that's it i literally just kept like landing backwards manual and when i would go to half cap i would like dip and i would just yeah. tap my front wheel over and over and over because i need to stop doing that i need to flip on my back so that like this can just be done yeah it just like seems like those two tricks they like combine well because i think like one of the little secrets of like the backlash and i'm not even backlash guy but like once i figured out to like under rotate the 180 into it a little bit just like locks you in so much better and gives you like a little second to like to balance mm. like once i figured that out they were way easier and then when i do like grind to hard 180s i tend to kind of under rotate already so it kind of makes sense right unless am i wrong i'm not much much to speak of it but the one time i've maybe done one on the that manual pad at the the school the sabrosa rail were you there? Yeah. That's probably the yeah, only yeah, time I've ever done a hard, like a grind hard spin to faking manual. And I feel like I would definitely kind of under rotate just to get the control of the faking manual. So I think Grant's having some uh, technical difficulties right now. Grant, we can't hear you talk. He's giving me the one finger. He's, he's uh, taking the headphones my, in. My right. Out. My right AirPod doesn't have a microphone anymore, apparently. Odd. Ah, they still got you, though. Yeah, it's, it's dope. I figured, I forgot about it. I, like, called someone, and they're like, what, what, what? And I was like, what the fuck is it? I didn't, you know, I kind of, like, thought it might be my headphone. So that's cool. 
So I guess I need new ones of these. Wonderful Apple products. How fond of them yeah, I am, uh, you know? Justin. Yeah, we just had this conversation. <laughs> I, bet, I mean, you're using wired headphones. I'll probably have to do that at some point. I think I was jealous because I saw Austin running the wired headphones last time. Yeah, because mine were dead. My AirPods were dead. Of course so they like, were. Yeah, Got to go old school. Yeah, I've had some bad luck with uh with Apple products for a couple of years now, so I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of trying to move on. I'm full in, man. I couldn't really see myself switching. I don't, I don't have any complaints. The only complaint is they're expensive. But That's... other than that, they they all work just fine for the purpose of whatever the fuck I'm doing, which is like barely using it, you know. Yeah, I mean, when they work, they work very well, and like everything is obviously very pretty and polished and works well together in its little ecosystem but just like performance wise you're just getting ripped off like it just hurts to buy apple stuff for me at this point and uh i also had dude i have my 2017 macbook pro i think it costs like two grand because i got the like the one with the better processor the one with the bigger hard drive and i think it was like late 2019 maybe 2020 the thing just fully died, just bricked on me. And That's weird. Yeah, luckily I had all of, I think most of my files backed up on an external drive, at least all like my footage and photos, thankfully, I had uh, backed up. So I didn't lose any data, but like just, it was literally, um, it was when I got back from the We The People trip to California. I came home. And my laptop just wouldn't charge anymore. Like I plugged it in and there's just nobody home. Did you have, you have the one with the touch bar and the USB-C? Yeah, Is that exactly. the one you had? Yeah, the four yeah, USB-C. That's, that's what I have. Yeah. That's what I have. Mine's been fine. Just, I dropped it right after I got it, which wasn't dope. And I broke <laughs> fucking so much shit. Like, cause they're, you know, so they're so small that like, yeah. there's really nothing to it. I broke, like they had to replace like, a significant portion of it from just like it coming out of my bag when I was like coming back from a trip and uh, like it dropped like, you know, a foot and a half to the ground, like not even far. And then I had like Apple care plus or whatever. So they only charged me like $200 to fix, but then I had to like redo the touch bar, the, the speakers, all this shit, the casing around the whole computer. Like it was only 200 bucks, which I feel like really isn't that bad considering that I was like, yo, dang, it's fucked. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm just going to go into, terrible debt getting this thing fixed yeah yeah with mine it was like a pretty common issue with the logic board apparently like some component on the, the chipset like fries or shorts out and like basically the, the computer is still intact but it just can't charge anymore like it can't read it doesn't know how to interpret the charger being plugged in so it's, it's basically a brick and, and they didn't do anything about, for you so I, I mean i like took it to the what is it the geek squad or the the apple genius Pro, bar the genius the fucking genius bar yeah i took it to them they call themselves genius geniuses bar. yeah and they were like yeah we don't really fix the chip the um the the logic boards we just plop in a new one and they're like it's gonna be about six seven hundred bucks i was like fuck you i'm gonna take my brick home and i'm gonna build a pc <laughs> so that's where we're at now that's crazy i feel like i always have like super good luck going to apple for shit like one time i had something what the what i don't remember exactly what was wrong with my phone but like 
there was like something, some software thing, and then they were like, they were like, well, yeah, that's that's not covered or whatever. Like, if this, I was like, oh, well, like, I know it wasn't vibrating. Like, there was no, the the thing died. You know, the simple motor yeah. that vibrates your phone, like, just mm-hmm. stopped fucking working. And then I don't remember what it was, but I said something like, oh no, that's fine. So then they just gave me a new phone. Nice. Yeah, and I've had that happen like this. The last two phones I've had, I had a ten. This is an eleven Pro or whatever. They've made it the whole time. So I usually get a phone every two years or whatever. The 10 made it. I gave it to my dad. This one's going to make it. Um, but before, I would usually get like two every time I got a phone because something would happen, you know, whatever, something would break. It would always be under my warranty. And they would just give you a whole new fucking phone, which is awesome because I never had to deal with the batteries going like to yeah. shit. It's like, oh, the battery would start shitting out and then something else would break and then new phone. I was like, look forward to it. I was like, oh man, I hope this thing breaks <laughs> before the warranty gets expired so I can get a new battery. But recently, these things, now that they don't have home buttons, nothing breaks anymore. True. In theory. I mean, so, I've never, personally, I never had a problem with it. Other than you, yeah. apparently, you break your shit. You text me on like a fucking I, flip phone, on your iPad, or some bullshit. I mean, I feel like low-key Justin does this subconsciously. He, like, wants these problems just because it brings him joy in some sick I way. I need something to complain about. Yeah, yeah I need exactly. to be miserable. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's very New York of you. <laughs> we live People in New York can't enjoy and, things. Yeah, it's the reason, like, New Yorkers love and hate the snow. Because you can, like, have a reason to be miserable and complain. But it's yeah. also kind of like pretty and nice, and you can like do True. winter shit if you're into that. Like, it's like nice for a day, and then after that, you just complain about it. Yeah, I only really like the first like one or two snowstorms, and then the first like, day is like oh, horrible nice, snow, and then after that, it's like I fucking hate this shit. That's like everybody, dude. That's how it was where I lived too. It's yeah. like it's kind of cool. Like the novelty wears off so fast. So, so this is kind of nice, and then you're like. Dude, what the fuck was I thinking? Why is this yeah. nice? It's miserable. It's cold. Like especially if it you never have to, like, goes go away early or whatever. Yeah, yeah then like, you I can't you, ride. You find yourself shoveling the mini ramp at the local skate park, and it's like twenty degrees out, and you're like trying to towel dry the puddles, and it's just your back is fucked. Just misery. Yeah. When I was when I was younger, me and my friends would drive like literally the day after it snowed. Like we'd leave school. The next day, we'd drive to whatever skate park we wanted to ride that, like, soon. We would shovel it instantly, like, before anybody, like, tracked through it. So it was, like, easy to shovel, you know? It wasn't, like, compacted snow. Even if you shovel it, like, kind of shitty, the sun will, like, melt the rest of the snow pretty easily. So we would do that and then just ride outdoor parks, like, pretty much, well, you know, winter, if it's nicer than, like, 30. Obviously, we weren't going to ride, like, fucking negative 10 degrees, like, not even really possible or enjoyable at all but that was our move just go right away before like the little kid goes in there and like steps on everything yeah i I don't want to uh go into it too much but we had the most amazing winter spot at one point there was an 84 lumber like literally in our hometown that closed down and the electricity still worked there was still like a bunch of lumber in there and we just built the skate park inside this 84 lumber. Uh, there was like a huge bay door on the train tracks that's still open that you could like bring in like power tools and stuff. We literally had our own skate park. 
for like a full season. Who was paying the energy bill? I don't know. It was insane. Like what know, sucker yeah. was still paying for that and like not noticing it that it would change all the time. Like It was just quite up. ridiculous to walk in and turn on the lights like you owned the place. We like, go right, there until like session. 2, 3 in the morning. We just go turn the lights on. Yeah. I've ridden a bunch of abandoned warehouse spaces before that people have like built DIYs in, but you could only ride them until dark, you know, because just enough light would creep in that you could yeah. ride it. I never had one where the lights actually came I mean, on. yeah, that one was, uh, how long did it last? At least, like. We got a couple months. A couple months, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a classic story. You know, it's got to last as a winter. The dirt bag started coming in and, like, destroying shit and, like, graffitiing over everything and stealing the coping off, like, ledges. And then the yeah. cops started, like, staking out the place and we couldn't go anymore. You they know, put a big like, sure people, padlock on the door, and that was kind of the end of it. People probably came and stole the copper and shit. Oh, yeah. That sure. always happened. That would always happen in Milwaukee. It's like, I mean, half the time I would find out about the spot because I would know someone that would take the copper. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, the building's sick. It's got like a nice floor or whatever. It's like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> all right whatever so they'd be like yeah you could definitely build something in there and like, i would never even build it because i just it's not we would usually just try to find like garbage they had in there like we use filing cabinets as like a down ledge off this loading dock thing you know like because we knew that it was always temporary they never last yeah so to spend yeah spend the time and the money to build shit that's going to get knocked down in a fucking week or so yeah it would just piss me off i'd feel yeah. like i invested too much time in it yeah but we would just set up like garbage or whatever one of them had a curve wire at it like the office was still intact and had like curve area and i had filmed little john do a curve wall inside of this like abandoned office but like desks everywhere it was like pretty fucking sick wow but the footage never came out because it was supposed to be for like a midwest bmx dvd that never saw i think like a hard drive crash wrecked the dvd i wasn't editing it. i was just like helping film uh but I mean, we could. The footage probably still exists. I'm sure it's just sitting on a tape at Jeff K's house. Damn. In a box full of tapes. There's probably like hundreds of them. Because cool. I filmed probably like 20, 30, 40 tapes for that video. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Hopefully that footage surfaces in some form or another. That'd be cool to no see. No one's going to capture that shit. <laughs> no, no one even Justin, has it. No. Justin, if you would like to take the, the tapes and you can capture every one of them, then... That's probably how you'll see. I mean, at this at this no. point, I would hard drives are so cheap. When I was capturing footage before, I would send the tapes to like Paul or whatever. I would just capture the whole tape. Yeah, that was so insane to me. But like, as I remember, a, Justin telling me that as a lazy person, I would totally totally do that now. I just gave Austin my VX twenty one setup just because I have no interest in ever capturing yeah. a tape ever again. Like, I literally, would literally just put it set everything up capture the tape and walk away and then i would come back it'd be done i would label the tape like whatever you know however i was labeling at the time and then like you know with quick time you could just go and trim out the part that you want like you i mean you'd still have to do the work but you'd have the raw file just sitting there it's only like i swear it was only like six gigs for the whole tape yeah well what's hilarious is like it's only 480p footage so like yeah, you can get away with having like a fifty minute file because it's yeah. like you know, it'll be a couple gigs, five, six gigabytes and like it's not even a big yeah, deal. I, was like, deal I just with. wanna I just wanna copy because once the tape's gone, I'm like, uh, there's no way to have this. Like if at the time I was doing it too, I was like I usually just sent it back with someone who was here, like, Oh Felix, I'll just take these tapes or like Jordan, take the tapes. 
But I was like, if I actually have to mail these fucking things, like that's a lot of faith that they're gonna show the show up, <laughs> even though they're not worth anything. Like, who's the fuck's gonna steal them? Like, they're worthless to somebody else. But like, you know, like what, there's a lot of faith in the postal service for that shit yeah. to get across the the planet and not like be missing. Yeah, that's a, that's a big trip for a pile of uh, magnetic tapes pile that can't really tapes. get wet or crushed. Everyone's doing the fucking. They all watch the same YouTube video about that stupid recorder that so that you can like record to the SD card or whatever. All the like the weird old Sony that tech weird that's like a proprietary box Sony yeah. box thing that you have to fucking like zip tie onto your camera or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not a solution. Remember we were talking. Opinion. Remember that's we not. were talking about that, Justin. I was telling. I was going to tell you to rewire it so that it, you somehow rewire the thing so that it records to the to the SD card instead of to the tape. I still you think were like, it could be I mean, done. it could possibly yeah. be done. It's like, who the fuck's going to do that? Nobody, because there's no reason, but like, it would be, it would be cool if it worked. Cause that system just seems like it's almost as convoluted as just using a tape. Yeah. It's like cool. Everything separate clip, which like does the capturing aspect is gone, but it's, it, I don't know, it just seems like then you have to have this whole thing attached yeah. to a camera and the part of the reason that camera you're using is because it's simple. You know, it's like you just turn the thing on and like white balance and it, it make sure it looks kind of normal and it just goes. Yeah, It's like pretty simple. It's like having that on there, it's another factor. One more thing you got to like make sure is recording and working. And if you don't have a like recording to a tape, it's pretty simple. It's either recording to the tape or it's giving you a message telling you that it's not working. Well, I mean, with Austin's VX, uh, I think you had a VX1000, and you yeah. were saying it was recording, but there was just nothing on the tape, right? Yeah, but then it got to the point where then it was just saying, like, I mean, basically, I, I guess I had some sort of message that basically indicating that it wasn't recording onto the tape that was there. Yeah, the camera did figure it out eventually. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I never really even had any, like, horrible VX problems i never like missed anything or like had anything glitch too bad and i always watch my shit i don't know everyone's like so they're so careful like, oh i don't watch back and blah blah i would always watch the clip yeah just, growing up i didn't know anything about that i would just watch whatever mm. but i never had a 1000 i had a 2100 so i don't know if that's the difference i also only ever use sony tapes i don't know if that's the difference you yeah. know what i mean like i hear all this stuff like oh if you only use the same tape all the time you're less likely to have it fuck up whatever I mean, it makes sense. Like logically, that does make sense. That like, if there's difference in the the lubricant or whatever on the tape, that could cause like a problem. Um, I have no fucking clue. I know how to use the camera. I grew up with it, but I don't like. You know what I mean? I never like taken it apart or like mess with it or like yeah. know anything about. It. I just know what I read about it. And I was always like, this. I don't know. Everyone seems to be having lots of problems. And I just used mine like a sixteen year old kid would use it because that's how old I was, and never had a problem with it. Yeah, I think if you follow just like some of those basic rules, you're you're totally fine like ninety five percent of the time. Like I've had yeah. only some minor glitching issues, and like I would always just pop in the, the head cleaning tape, which is like basically just like sandpaper for your heads. It's kind of sketchy, but like if you use it sparingly, it does clean off like any bits of residue or whatever's causing you like some glitching, like. Yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah. when probably like when I'm back with my VX1000, I'll probably try to run the head cleaner just 
because at this point it's not recording to anything. So running the head cleaner through it just to see if it fixes, is it gonna? It's either gonna fix it or it's still not gonna record to anything. It's gonna stay the same. Yeah, it's gonna be a display piece for uh, the foreseeable future. It's just gonna sit on my my shelf as decoration. Yeah, mine doesn't even sit on the shelf. It's still in a bag, just sitting in a bag. I mean, you guys were using it for the fucking We the People video, so that was. Yeah, I actually bought. I had to re. I rebought a VX before the We the People video, and then they were like, "Oh, we want to do a video instead of Duff." I was like, "Well, I actually am having a problem with this camera that I just bought. If you guys fix it, we're fine. It only costs like two hundred dollars to fix it." So I was like, "Yeah, all right, yeah." So they fixed it, and now it's been fine. But I think that they didn't. They say they're stopping the tapes again. Yeah, I feel like they they must have such a crazy stockpile of them at this point that like that's not such a major concern. Yeah, true. I don't know. I see. I guess I like heard people like are selling tapes and shit because they don't. They're like out everywhere. I don't know. I didn't really? look. Really, it's already getting. I, I could look that. I'll look right now. Critical. I guess. I mean, maybe it's like the gas thing where you, on the East Coast where everyone's stockpiling gas. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully, I think that's only like Florida that hasn't uh, hasn't affected New York yet. It doesn't need to affect anything because there's gas. There is gas. <laughs> there wasn't it's a gas ridiculous. shortage. It's just people are dumb. People are very dumb. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Okay, what is this? So Grant, you thirty? Uh, no, they have them. You've moved up from the VX quite a few steps now, right? What are what's your current setup these days? I have an A7S3 and an FX3, so they're basically the same camera in two different like two different form factors. Yeah, but it's like the yeah. same sensor. Same sensor. And yeah, the image processor too is probably. I think it's literally same. just like the same thing, just put in a different body. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the difference made... with the body? Because like the other one looks way crazier. Like it almost looks, you know, more like a cinema rig kind of thing. Yeah, it's a it's a cinema camera. That's like, but there's all this debate of like what makes something a cinema camera, and it doesn't have a lot of the stuff that like other cinema cameras have. But it's like, I mean, there is like stuff that I wish it had, like from Cinema Line, like doesn't have built-in ND film, like internal ND filters or whatever, mm-hmm. which would be sick. It should be so nice for time, filming like, BMX, like. Yeah, it's just the camera that has that is very expensive, like in. The new one is like an FS6 or FX6 or whatever, and it costs like you know like six thousand dollars or something. Yeah, so crazy. it's like six thousand dollars is a lot of fucking money to film BMX. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like whatever. It, sure, it's a great camera. I would love it. I also heard they're like indefinitely sold out everywhere. Like you see really? YouTubers talk about, it and they're like, I'm convinced this camera doesn't actually exist. <laughs> Because they like want to order them, like they got to test one or whatever, you know, and they like yeah. tested it, did a review, had to send it back, and they're like, "I'm convinced the camera doesn't exist because I've been trying to order it for six months and you can't get one." Yeah, it's but, literally like the whole tech world right now, like computer parts, photo cameras, video cameras, like everything. Dude, everything. There's Add a shortage stuff. of everything. Yeah. There's a there's a fucking corn shortage. There's this and that, dude. I don't know how everything is shorted. I get how some things could be. I'm not sure how everything is, but there's nothing available ever, period, of any kind. The right. entire economy is going to crash waiting for things to come back in stock. Yeah. I work in a lab now, and there's even a shortage of rubber gloves. They, like, budget. That's, They're like, you guys that's can what only I'm wear one pair of rubber gloves a day. Save them in your pocket <laughs> if you need to reuse them. 
fucking You're like, clothes. yeah, with the chemicals all over them, I'm going to put yeah. them in my fucking clothes. I don't want to get this fucking formaldehyde on my hands like I'm trying to use a fresh pair of gloves. Jeez. It's Yeah, I even saw today that uh, Chick-fil-A is limiting the amount of sauce you can have. Holy shit. It's like one per one sauce per item like that oh you order. God. And I'm like, I'm like one, like, I mean, people do go ape shit there and order like fucking eight sauces just because they're dicks. And they just like one dunk of they everything just or whatever. They just need all the options. But it's just funny. It's like, dude, how is everything out of stock? Like, and I, I mean, I get it. Like, I understand supply chain is like pretty complex and like things obviously get backed up. I mean, I see it firsthand. The port literally is just like ships just waiting in the ocean to go into the port because they're with new with whatever their protocols and maybe a staffing problem like they can't even get through the ships like in a timely fashion there was a little bit where maybe like three months ago if you would like look into the ocean just ships as far as your eye could see waiting to get i was like how is this ever going to get salt they're never going to be able to come out ahead of it they still haven't yeah there used to never be ships like just waiting in the water they would go into the port and turn around and leave you know what i mean like yeah, shipping like, doesn't really work with idle time. Like, <laughs> shipping's only profitable when things go in, get unloaded, and leave. It starts to like change the value of shipping when ships just sit for weeks on end. And they just yeah. sometimes they'll just sit there without moving. And they're just like paying the staff just to like sit on their asses and like uh, eat whatever food is on the ship. Like, how are they not like starving? Like, dude, I don't know how it works. It's that's I don't really get it. I mean, I see it all the time here. You know, I like obviously see international shipping and i just it's like so confusing and complex and i'm like this is fucking crazy the fact that almost everything comes in through here and i i don't know i don't really get how it works i mean it's 24 hours a day they're checking through that shit yeah that blew my mind the first time i visited lb like when you see the endless yard of containers and like all the cranes just going full bore yeah it's wild i i don't like all the bike shit's comes through here like all the company's stuff comes through here because it's like the closest place to taiwan or whatever yeah it makes sense kind of it's nice like cause like a crazy yeah i mean it doesn't end up getting to me any faster because when you think about it it's like actually worse living here so it comes through here but then our stuff ends up going to minnesota to qbp Mm-hmm. on a shit on like a truck or whatever and then come back and come back <laughs> you know because we don't store it here it gets yeah. stored in minnesota or whatever it's like it's like oh yeah the, the container landed but it's like still gonna be weeks before we receive anything you know yeah that's crazy because i thought the like last box of parts i got was gonna come from you know the midwest and again it just came straight from germany like i guess with the the part yeah. shortages and the craziness like I think I got some samples, like, who knows, it was whatever they had at the headquarters. Yeah, 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 that's, you know, it's because QBP only stocks, like, so many aftermarket parts, because they're, the way their business model works, like, they stock bike shops, but, I mean, I'm assuming, just like most BMX companies, like, a BMXer is not, like, a real core BMXer is not buying your, like, $300, $400 complete, like, that. That's just going to a kid, which is like dope. That's the reason why uh, BMX, that's like the coolest thing that's happened in BMX since I've been riding. It's like BMX as a whole used to just let Haro or Schwinn or whoever the fuck, like take all the the kid bike sales. You know what I mean? So like 
Haro would sell hundreds of thousands of Dave Mira and Ryan Nyquist complete bikes, whatever, right? And as a result, then, you know, maybe some of those kids would actually start riding and then buy a We The People or a Kink or whatever the fuck, you know? But now all those companies were like, you know, why are we letting Eastern, you know, because for a while Eastern was the best-selling complete bike in like, I don't know, maybe like 2008 or something. Like, why are we letting Eastern yeah. take money from kids that don't ride? Like, that's dumb. Like, we're the BMX company. We make BMX bikes. So like Fit and Kink were really early to like getting completes. And that changed everything. You know what I mean? Because now I'll see a kid riding down the street on a stranger or a Kink or a fit or whatever like any you know any bike company sunday all of them that has no idea about bmx they just like want a 20 inch bicycle and that's the bike they get instead of some other thing and that's like the reason why those companies like have been way more successful you know what i mean it's almost like to the point if you don't make completes the companies can't do as much you know what i mean they don't exist they almost like go out of business if they don't Mm -hmm. have completes and it's crazy because completes, no, the quality has come up so much higher. Like, so you much know, when higher. I grew up riding, you could, you know, you'd have to spend three, four hundred bucks on a complete, and it was like high tinsel steel frame and bars. I remember and my first complete. Like... Plastic seat, fucking axles would bend all the time. Like, yeah, the amount of forks I saw break from like yeah. one eightying off of like loading docks and five stairs was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. I mean, when I started riding, a $300 complete had one-piece cranks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't exist anymore. Like, even yeah. the lowest budget model of every bike company has – it might be, like, a cheap three-piece crank set, but it's an actual real crank set that, act like, you could upgrade from. You don't yeah. need to change – you probably won't need to change a bottom. I mean, I think most of them are sealed. They might sell some that are unsealed, but, like, you know what I mean? Like – that's pretty upgradable. Whereas like a one piece, you have to switch the bottom rag completely. You switch, Everything yeah, you got to do a lot like, more than, yeah. And a one piece could last you like two one eighties. If you were <laughs> like, you know, a, a real rider, you know, like once you start actually riding, you jump off like a five stair and it would just bend. Yeah. Yeah. They've definitely come a long way. And there's of course like tons of complete bikes that can't stay in stock anywhere right now which is like good, but it's like, it's crazy. It's just crazy how nothing is available anywhere for any bike yeah. company. It's like yeah. a, it's like a shit show. You talk to anybody, they're like always waiting on something. Everyone's stressed. Like yeah. it sounds ideal, right? Like in your head, you're like, people want to buy this shit. That's great or whatever. But I think it's like, uh, they have this, like a lot of people at bike stuff like FOMO. Like they're so scared that they're not going to be able to like, ride the you know what i mean like ride this like new interest like Mm -hmm. we don't have enough product for the interest which is like we're missing out on money but it's like you couldn't have known this was gonna happen yeah nobody there's no way that anybody could have known that even if there was a pandemic that would make people buy bikes and why the fuck would you you know what i mean like it's not a direct connection it's kind of like something you just like oh that's a thing i gotta learn from it but then it's like then you run the risk like how many do you order how you know what i mean if you order to meet the demand now is that is that the right move? Is yeah. it not? I don't know. I'm happy I don't have to make that decision because it seems risky. But at the same time, if you expect demand to stay up and you don't meet the demand, then you're going to get passed by. I'm just happy I don't have to make those calls because I don't know what the fuck I do. I'm like more cautious. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. I don't know. Don't change the order. Yeah. Keep the order so we can that you can stay in business. Don't put yourself in a position where you might like have too much stock because completes like 
right now it doesn't matter. Like if you had a complete from two years ago, you could still sell it. No one cares. But in a normal economy, kids want the new shit. You know what I mean? Like they see the cult post, whatever the new bike in that color. They don't want the one with the old color. Yeah. They want the new color. It's like, even if they don't really ride, they just like want the one that says 2021 or whatever the year is that they're currently on. I have no idea how that works. I think it's like cars. I don't, maybe they're they're usually 2022. Yeah. They're usually a year ahead. I used to work in a bike shop and it's like, it's silly, but it does kind of make sense when you're exposed to it for a while. Cause like, you know, the 2021 is already like the old news. Like they're already producing and like ready to sell next year's bike, even though it's still 2021. But it's kind of funny. Yeah. And there's obviously such a delay there. Like I don't even, dude, I don't even understand the amount of work that goes into like specking completes and like sorting out all that stuff seems like something I'm so happy. I don't have to know because it's not that cool to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't interest me that much, but I don't even get how cult can like do it. They have like fucking four employees. You know what I mean? Like who is, they're just working in that warehouse is like literally, I mean, they have a less, uh, less like comprehensive complete line than we do. So our complete, setup must be a shit show i mean we have like a full-time staff for it you know justin just he said i'm out <laughs> look at him look at this guy so anyway at least if you have a bike right now it is a great time to be able to go riding yeah kind of for <laughs> me it was not it wasn't that it wasn't that helpful I was like getting kicked out of stuff the same amount. I don't know what it was like by you guys. Was it like chill? Um, I mean, it was like hit or miss. Like, I feel like it's almost better like now that things have settled because there's, you know, more people out. But I feel like security, like they're not all on payroll anymore. Like businesses and like, for example, I was riding in a mall today and it's like not even a super dialed spot. Like there's like, a handful of, you know, kind of decent concrete ledges and, like, you know, with with the mall, there's always a lot of foot traffic. But there's, like, and one or two of them that aren't capped. Yeah, they did cap a bunch of them, but the one that was, like, the most buttered somehow just stayed uncapped forever. Yeah, but, interesting. But anyway, we used to go ride this mall spot, like, when they first put the ledges in, and, like, the mall security, during the day at least, they would drive around, like, like every 10 or 15 minutes they would just do a lap around the property and like if you didn't spot them from a distance they would spot you riding and you'd get the boot but like i was there today for maybe like an hour like a pretty short session but i didn't see the the mall security van drive around one single time and like nobody there i didn't have any you know concerned citizen try to kick me out or call so like i just had my session and you know, a million people were walking by the whole time, but I was unfazed. Yeah, I think I think like some of that is just people like aren't super quick to approach anybody anymore. Yeah, kind of. You helps. know what I mean? Like everyone's like retrained their their brain yeah. to like kind of be a little bit more distant with people, like physically and like you know they're just not around that many people. So it's like I don't know. Imagine you haven't really like talked to that many people outside of your like little bubble. And then, like, going up to some random person at this point, you know, after, like, a year of not doing that has to be, like, kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. For sure, yeah. 
And also, I, just I mean, I personally would never do that because it's fucking uncomfortable. Like, it's weird if someone's like doing something at my house. Like, I don't want to like tell them to not. You know what I mean? It's like someone in my alley, like digging through my garbage. I don't like scream at them because like, and that's weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. uncomfortable for me to be like, "What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here." Some people don't have a problem with that, but I don't know. And yeah, I just have to. I flex think nowadays uh, they're scared because I've got currency on the line. I learned a new grind combo today. What's that? Yeah. It's uh, probably the most awkward one I could think of. And to me, it's kind of like a DAC trick. I did Feeble to Tooth Hanger. Feeble oh, I've never done hanger. that. I've tried it before. I've tried it before. I don't have the, I don't have like a steep enough that like drop into it. You got to get yeah. steep. Otherwise you clip your back wheel. Like yeah. you got steep, yeah. like almost flip over spot. That's a cool trick. I just saw someone doing the other day and I was like, God, no, you don't see that one that much. The first one that I self-filmed was like, actually felt like a tooth hanger. Then I switched up the angle a bit. And the second one, when I played it back, it was like, I just kind of like nicked it and just like pushed through. But like, I'm still taking it. Like it was, Counts. it's just like such an awkward trick. Cause you just like plop into the hanger and like, yeah, it's like a fall down. I just kept doing feeble hanger and it like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a very weird one, but. Yeah, I kind of still found that. That's a cool one. I think it was like partly watching your video. I was like, damn, I got to like learn. Learn some grinds. Like I'm going to ride a ledge. Like I should try to learn some (laughs) combos. Like it's been a while. How much work am I going to have to do to switch these headphones over? Oh boy. Uh, What's the word? On the audacity. You might just want to, we could just pause for a minute. So. Yeah, we're chilling. We're back on. I apologize, you know, technical difficulties, these things. We're good. Yeah, we're back on now. We had uh, a little AirPod mishap, but we're rolling again. So, uh, we yeah. We the tried and true. But yeah, we were just talking about uh, grind combos and such. You did one in your recent video that, like, kind of caught me off guard. Let me see if I can get this right. You did, like, crank arm feeble to smith to ice 180 yes even though that like it sounds relatively simple that one like just never even thought of that like to put those together and you did it super proper so took took forever because i did a choice i chose to do it in a line yeah that's also what like was made it more surprising like you know you know kind of a rare combo you expect to see on its own yeah yeah i did i learned some crank arm stuff with Dan one day we were just like tooling around whatever like kind of like oh what could we learn everyone's doing crank arm stuff on ledges I was like mess with those or whatever so we both like mess with them the ledge we were riding I like wanted to do it on that one but then there wasn't enough space you know like I don't know the transition from the crank to the smith takes up like more space than like a feeble mm-hmm. so I like needed more space and I went to that ledge I was like oh this will work or whatever but it's it's, it's way harder than a feeble to smith ice 180 that trick's like relatively easy. You just like your weight is all kind of in the same spot, yeah. and the crank your like front wheels like way further out, so you gotta like shift to get it on yeah. to the Smith, and then that puts you in like kind of a bad spot. But I don't know. It's fun like trying to come up with new stuff like that. You know, like I don't know. Not that often do I learn a new like a new trick. You know what I mean? And I never really mess with the front pedal crank arm stuff on like ledges at all. Mm. That's like relatively new for me. Yeah. I did it when I had no pegs, but I've never done it like with a peg setup. You know. Yeah, I only learned those pretty recently too. I think Austin was there. So I think the day we rode um 
wine dance. It's like a kind of dialed but kind of shitty. Like right, yeah, yeah. When it's it like was a like stone ledge, fucking cold. Like, that trick, like I just feel bad for my bike when I do those kind of grinds. Like you're, I feel like you're just destroying everything that's touching, like your pedal, your crank, your bottom bracket, like your chain might see like catch. Yeah, like it's just such a brute. Like I only want to like, do that trick on like the buttered clean ledges because I, I just feel bad oh. for my bike like those brutal grinds i don't mind oh, too yeah, much definitely like because like the way my feet like i ride my front foot forward and i have my sprocket on my front foot side so i just have the bash guard there and like when i do it it's kind of just sitting in that area between the crank and the sprocket so it never really goes onto like the chain or the bottom bracket or anything it kind of stays in this little like sweet area yeah, I think once you, like, have the trick down, it's not so brutal, but, like, yeah. when you're just, like, smashing... I mean, learning it, forget it. It's just, like, bad. it just doesn't even feel like you're doing anything. It just feels like you're ramming into a ledge for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to just figure out, like, I had to ask people who do them, like, does it just, like, not feel that good? <laughs> like, it just feels slow, and they're like, yeah, just, like, it grinds slower. And I was like, okay, then I guess I'm doing it. Like, I don't know. I expected it to feel like smooth or yeah. something. You know what I mean? And it like, no, there's a lot more resistance. And then when I would, they were like, no, it's going to feel like there's a lot more there. I was like, okay, well then I guess I'm, then it's fine. I'm like, I thought I hated it, but I don't hate it. Just like, that's the way it feels. I just had to adjust yeah. the way it's like, you know, when you put a metal peg on or something again, yep, like, yep. dude, there's a lot of resistance there. I forgot about that. Yeah, I yeah. think I, like, judge that trick by, like, the lock-in feeling. Like, I feel like once I learned it, it wasn't a matter of, like, sliding good, but it was just, like, feeling, like, a proper lock and, like, that I was just moving forward still in control versus, like, you know, when, you do, when you're, like, learning crank arm grind on a rail, you do, like, the bottom bracket one, but you ride away from it. You're like, oh, I did it. But, like, <laughs> you didn't really have it in control. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, kind definitely. kind of, like, the difference with that, with the... Frank Feeble from Leggy. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing them now. That's like the, it's the hot. It's like the, the hot that trick. one in the back pedal, like the yeah. trendy trick right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every video has like weird. someone doing one or the other. Like that. I don't know. I guess I just ran out of shit to do on the normal peg. So everyone's just like, oh, let's just do some other stuff. It's weird because Craig turned me on to that trick like a while back, but I've always been doing it without a peg there. So I feel like it's almost a different trick. Like, like the back pedal one. Yeah, yeah so like, like I run peg. three pegs, so like my back pedal side, yeah, I just don't have a peg there, so it feels like, you know, I can put my back tire like flush to the side of the ledge and it slides like, you know, pretty straight. But like if you have a peg there, you do like this weird like crooked ass like bike tilt. Yeah, you gotta lean. I've never done, I never really done the back pedal with four pegs. I've only ever done that, again, when I had two pegs or whatever. And you're right. I mean, like, it's easy as fuck to lock into with two pegs because your bike is just, just almost yeah. like, just bunny hop less tall on a feeble yeah. and it's less precise. Mm -hmm. The feeble, you got to get your peg there. It's like, and it can move. The pedal, it doesn't move at all. It just sits there. But I'm assuming, like, the peg makes it that crookedness you have to be in probably doesn't feel that easy to lock into. The only time, like, I remember fucking around with them like a while ago at Huntington like on the little you know at the local skate park that small little ledge and it's almost like like when I was doing it it was almost like hopping like you said like the normal pedal feeble without pegs just like hopping less and I was kind of just riding into the ledge more and just trying to like 
all right, I'm just going to try and miss my peg and just kind of like slam my peg into the side of the ledge rather than trying to get on top. But it feels funky. Yeah, I probably won't get into that because I already like mess up my front pedal enough. I'm like, do I really want to like another fucked up pedal? Destroy that pedal too. Like I gotta have another thing I gotta think about on my bike. I mean I guess maybe if I'm bored enough I'll learn whatever, but Yeah, I'm just I have a plastic guard so it might actually feel okay. Might actually slide kinda good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean on on a nice coping ledge they they slide nice. Yeah, I'm picky about what I like do pedal grind shit on. Like I just you know, try to preserve that. Like today I was riding this like kind of dry. I mean, to me, it slides really good, but to Grant, he'd be offended by calling it like a good ledge. <laughs> it's a. I mean, I'm pretty spoiled. Dude, you're super spoiled. And you also like, you just carry like an arsenal of wax. Like I had wax with me, but I just like didn't take the time to even use it. Cause I was just riding already. It was like, I don't know. I'm just stubborn with that, but. Yeah, I mean, shit is hard enough as it is, dude. I BMX is not easy, so I try to give myself any advantage that I have with it. True. If wax is gonna make the trick happen, I'm down. I got plenty <laughs> with me. I'll, I'll wax the whole spot. I don't give a fuck. Like this shit is not very easy for me. Some people can just like ride shit without wax. It doesn't really work for me. So I feel like sometimes the resistance is like I don't know if it's comforting, but I feel like a little resistance in a grind gives me more control or it just like feels more natural versus it sliding like you yeah. know, zero friction like i think it depends on the trick i don't because... know it's weird it does depend like but i was but the reason i brought that up is today i did one back pedal grind on this like dryish concrete ledge looked at my pedal and saw like a big ass chunk missing and i was just like nope using sticking to the pegs for this one I'm like it's <laughs> not worth it i also don't eat through pegs that much because i wax everything you know what i mean like some people go through peg sleeves so quickly my last forever is just wax the shit out of everything and if you rotate them you get so much more out of them like i've seen like somebody put on like a fresh sleeve and then just like grind all the way through it like in the first week or two and then it's like should have just never really go through pegs like that i'm still uh so i have a second set of sleeves that i'm like about to swap on and i've been running the same sleeves like God, like, when did I get these pegs? Like, after the We The People trip to Brooklyn? Uh, I got yep. a few months after that. I, like, ordered some stuff and got, like, pegs and bars and whatever. And I'm still riding the same pegs that I got, like, that must have been, like, just a bit pre-pandemic. Like, Damn, six that's months. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a really long time. And, wow. and it's not like the shit is, like, that smooth where you live. I mean, like, I just am picky about what I grind. Like, if there's, like, a really dry, rough thing, I'm just not going to, like, waste my peg on it. Like, Oh, same. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. I mean, sometimes if I'm on a trip, I'll eat through peg sleeves, like, way faster because, I don't know, you just, like, I don't know, I'm not going to be at something else. Who knows? I might not ride another thing. Just like, there's something I could do. I'll just, like, you're at, so you just, like, fuck it. Just... I'll just suck it up and grind yeah. it. Exactly. Like, I don't want to. Like, I don't really want to wreck my bet, my peg, but it's like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, that's... And I'll just have to remind myself, like, that's why I ride these pegs. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't ride the setup if I didn't have them, so no. fuck it. Just go through them. But yeah, if I'm here, if I'm, like, around town, I'll, like, prep the ledge. I'll get the rub break out. I'll fucking get the thing all nice. I'll wax it. You know what I mean? Because mm, yeah. it's like, 
I don't know. I'll probably want to come back to the thing a bunch of times. Most of the spots I want to film at are also things I want to just ride all the time. So it's like, yeah, I just exactly. like sessioning shit. Well so it's take like, the time to make it nice so it's enjoyable to ride. It can keep going. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I don't know if it, it'll be considered spoiling your ender by talking about it on here. Oh, but I don't give a shit. Dude, that, to me, it, it's the Tory Pudwell ledge. But it's like it is a Tory Pudwell right, ledge. That's yeah, what yeah, I referenced yeah. it as as well. It's just that insane curved like bleacher ledge, and I think it's over like two separate like sections two of grass, grass guys, right? right? Like it's you go over like a grass pad, and then you're concrete again, and then it's another one, and it's just yep. like I don't even know what what distance would you estimate that? I mean, I've measured it with my feet. It was like eighty-seven. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, it, so. and like. I like wished that I didn't. That was after the first time I went to the spot. Like I went there and it was dry. So like, I mean, Tor Pebble did that years ago. So like, yeah. I don't know. They, it sits directly in the sun. So maybe the sun baked the wax off and maybe it got power washed. You never know. But it was dry. So I was like, okay. So I went there with like, I think Trevor and another, Long Island, Trev Mags and fucking Jesse and Stahl. And we just like waxed it or whatever. And it got like kind of fast. So I like try, I was like, ah, okay, whatever. And so I tried it just like from the first pad to the second one over the grass. And I did that part first try. I was like, oh, it's half, you know, like even though technically it's not half because the pad in the middle is like yeah. 15 feet long. So I barely made it to the pad. So oh, I did half, even though I did not make it to half, you know, I was like, fuck it. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm like, I'll start trying it, whatever. I start trying it. And I had not, not waxed it like nearly enough. You know what I mean? And I like, I was like going as fast as I pretty much could and I still wouldn't be able to make it. You know, there was like so much resistance. I just couldn't make it. So whatever, I just was like, it got dark. So I was like, fuck it. I don't know. Sure, whatever. So I measured it and I was like, God damn it. I wish I hadn't measured it. You know what I mean? Like when I walked away, I was like, just like knowing that it's that long is like kind of like mentally like fucks with you, Mm -hmm. you know? And then- I kind of wrote it off or whatever. I was like, whatever. I don't know. It didn't work that good. So I'm not sure. And then like whatever. Someone someone told, I think like, I don't know how, but I found out that Jacob Cable was trying it too. And uh, so I hit up Kramus and I was like, yo, like what's the situation? Did Jacob pull it? Like what's going on? And then he's like, no, he didn't pull it. He came pretty close. I was like, oh, I made it like three quarter. That's like the best I had done that day. So I made it like three quarters. He's like, Jacob made about the same. I was like, all right, man. Well, like, I'm not like trying to be a pro or whatever. So like, it, Jacob can just fucking have it, dude. I don't, it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he's definitely better at balancing than I am. It's fine. And then Zach was like, no, nah, man, fuck it. Like, you tried it before him. Like, how about just like, whoever does it first just can have the clip. Like, no stress. I was like, all right, yeah, man. That's definitely going to be you guys because I'm not actively filming. But sure, like if I go back and get it, before you guys do, cool. And it, part of me, I was like bum, but I was also kind of like, fuck yeah. Like I don't actually have to go and do it now. You know what I mean? Because right, it was yeah. doable. It like I could tell it was off. doable. I was like, fuck it, dude. I don't have to do it. Whatever. I'm bummed because I know I could, but it's sick. Like Jacob's tight. Like go ahead and fucking do it. I'm like, if anybody's the guy, he's the guy. So then like, I don't know. He went. I saw that they went back another time. So then I messaged Kramis. I was like, oh, did you get it? So that I, you know, like, so I don't have to go do it kind of. And he was like, no, nah, he couldn't, he couldn't throw. He was trying to bar spin, which originally was my plan because the garbage can laid out in a spot that I was like, if I spin, I'll hit it. You know what I mean? So I was too. like, 
So like, yeah, and I was like, blow I, the rollout too court, like too badly, like you could be taking a swim. Yeah, and I was like, whatever. And I'm, but I'm, the, the, let's preface. I'm fucking god awful at ice pick the bar spin. So I was like, I mean, I, I'm pretty good at bar spin. So I guess if I just get there, I'll be able to throw it and be fine. So then when I go back after he had gone, he I guess he gone back once, maybe twice more or whatever, and didn't pull it. So I was like, oh, it's been like plenty of time. I hit up Z. I was like, yo, like I'm not trying to like race Jacob to this or whatever, but I guess he didn't do it. I'm going to try it today or whatever. And if this will be the day, like I'll either pull it or I'll say, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, so we go there or whatever. And it's really wax. So they like had obviously like added to the wax, which yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. I get there. I, I just wax a little bit or whatever. And I'm start trying it. And I'm like, made it pretty f- like to three quarters within like three tries. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, damn, this is doable today. You know what I mean? Like, but the last quarter was like, you know, like, like always the last quarter is always like the hardest part. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fuck man. Cause the ledge doesn't have a, a like a nice, like 90 degree turn. It's like Ooh, rounded. Yeah. Like it's designed to be like not sharp. You know what I mean? They just like, cut the corner People can sit on it and they're not cutting their legs. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like definitely pretty rounded. So I'm like, ah, it just doesn't lock you in as good as I would like really want it to or whatever. And I, again, I didn't know like what Jacob's like, system what what they were doing how it worked like i talked to brock and he was just like dude he's like making it there but he's like not he's like basically at the end but he has no speed and i wasn't having that problem my problem was like i'm slipping like i'm coming off of it like the resistance is kind of pushing me i'm not slipping is the wrong term my tire is like being pushed off the ledge Mm -hmm. i'm like i have more than enough speed i actually think i'm going too fast so i was like this is weird i'm like this is weird i don't know what you know what i mean so i had to like sit there and like think about where I needed to wax. I had to wax this like ridge on the ledge where the back of my tire was like touching as I'm turning. Mm -hmm. So like the back bottom part of my tire was like kicking me off the ledge. Once I figured that out, I had made it to the end a decent amount of times. Like probably in the first 20 minutes of trying, I made it the whole way. Yeah, but I couldn't – I was in a position where I was like kind of coming off. So I was clearing like two feet. Yeah. And just barely clearing the distance. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, one, I barely made that. And two, even if I threw a barsman, dude, like, I'm not even in a good spot. I'm like, fucking straight, you know, like barely clearing the gap, whatever. Then I flinched a couple barspins because I suck at ice to barspin. This is like frustrating. So I'm like, dude, any one of those is like the one I should have just pulled, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, whatever. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna fucking ice to crank flip this shit because that shit is like way easier than a barspin. You know what I mean? And I kicked it and I got a shinner. <laughs> I missed my foot and then like it started sliding better and I locked in good enough and I did a 180 and I hit the garbage can Oh my god! and I was like, that's the reason why I didn't 180. Fuck. So I was like every time going back to the beginning, like, dude, what trick am I going to do out? Which is the worst. I hate that. Like that's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. If you don't know what you're going to do. It's like yeah. impossible to know if you're going to pull the trick because from like 15 feet back, you basically have to make the decision. You know what I mean? Like. Otherwise, you're not going to be leaned right. So I'm like, whatever. Eventually, I just get there and I'm locked in like really good. And I'm like, I need to do the 180 because I'm going to grind past the can this time. And I just I just pulled it. But at, at this point, a bunch of skateboarders had showed up, like some groms and like their parents had showed up for them to try to like board slide it. So that because when I got there, they had already dug out behind the ledge. Like they must have gone there the day before, the week before and dug out like a ridge behind yeah. the ledge so that their wheels could yeah. fit so that they could board slide it 
And so like, I'm in the middle of trying this. I've gotten to the end. I've tried to 180. I've tried to barstool. I've tried everything. And they show up and they're like, just have no idea what's happening. Little Grom kids just like trying to board slide the thing. And I'm like, just standing there like, I don't want to be like the dude to tell them I'm trying something. You know what I mean? Like, this is really uncomfortable for me. And Jeff is just standing there like filming, like knows that it sucks. He's trying to like be nice. Like, Hey guys, watch out, whatever. And, uh, eventually like they kind of, then of course I'm like in a rut then like I can't even make it like halfway. You know what I mean? I'm like looping out. I'm slipping out, whatever. I look like a fucking idiot. I'm like, fuck, I need to pull this like pretty quick. Otherwise this is going to turn into like, this kid's just going to try to board slide this thing and I'm not even going to be like able to give it a try. Then I got like near the end and they basically were like, oh, like they realized I was like actually doing it. So they all just kind of sat. That's like, why there's a bunch of people like yelling in the background. It's like, I just went there with Jeff, but there was like all these little kids like trying to board slide. And I will say their board slide seems like the most half-assed thing I've ever seen. They're like a quarter of the speed they would need to go, like not nearly going. Like you would need to haul ass to board slide that thing. And they were like, not not even remotely close so that's why i was that's why i was really frustrated too is i'm like if there was like a dude actually here trying to really skate this i would probably be motivated by it you know what i mean i'd be like all right well we're both trying to get this like whatever he's gonna be bummed when i keep waxing the fuck out of it but he seriously was like not even close he was like fucking 12 you know what i mean he was like a little kid so it was like i I didn't feel that bad but i was like this is like not lining up today like this is not the day and i was like i know i knew myself i'm like i'm not going back a third time there's no way that i like care enough to go back the third time and so whatever then i ended up getting it pretty stoked i almost i was like i'm gonna i felt like throwing my bike in the water after pulling it just Mm -hmm. as i was like that would be kind of funny or whatever but i was like no it's not it wasn't even like noon so I was like, no, I could still ride more if I don't throw my bike in the water. So like, I went and got more footage or whatever after that. But I was like, after that, I was like, oh, the video is like actually happening. Because before that, I was like, I'm just going to film till whenever. I don't care. You know what I mean? But then I was like, well, I have an ender now. Because for me, I'm not going to do something like big. So the ender has to be like something that stands out in a different kind of a way. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have an ender. So that's like the hardest thing to get. So it's like the motivation was like, peaked then you know what i mean then i'm like oh just just go get some more stuff and finish it up and then that same day i went and got that like tooth feeble hard fakie tooth feeble yeah like, yeah like, that was another, out or whatever standout clip in my mind too like i, did, I got those on the i've been wanting to do that like forever right before i put that cassette hub back on i learned fakie tooth feeble like inward 180 out with with stall at vans outdoor because we saw like i don't know ak did one and we were like oh like is that hard like, i have no idea i've never thought to even try that shit so let's go find out me and stall learned it in like two minutes like wow. re- it's actually somehow easier going backwards than so going forwards easier, like yeah. it just lines so up much easier yeah it just it just lines up way easier just like, if you can fake you straight enough it literally kind of puts you yeah. in the spot whereas on the forward when you really gotta like juice it me and stall both learned it so fast we were like oh that's sick whatever like cool <laughs> Then I put a, then I had like cassette hub wheels. So I was like, whatever. I was kind of over it. Didn't care that much. Again, it was so easy to learn. I didn't think of too much about it. But then I went to that spot and I was like, uh, I want to do that again. So then I basically was like, okay, next set of wheels. I'm going to get to coaster anyways. I already knew that that's what I was going to do. And I'll just get it when I get the wheels. Then I had to relearn the regular tooth to feeble because I hadn't done one in so long. So like the week before I was like, with stall and he can do that trick like in his sleep yeah it's like the stall it's like not trick. it's like not hard I for him at all he can do it like switch too feeble i fucking i hate can't that just trick not so do much. a cheap pop-up 
I'm programmed to tooth and like same. Pull yeah, it's like the, the so I, I just I can't do them. I don't know. It doesn't work. It feels I could so teach you probably because it's a different people. kick out. It's like a different. It's a different like kick out. You kind of want to do a tooth like a like a way like from a burns the still right. Almost like a yeah, party like a tooth. burns yeah. yeah party tooth hundred percent. And you want to like stick it pretty good because yeah. if you think about where you are in a party tooth, you know your front wheels like to the right or the left of your back peg, and like it's the same with the feeble. You know your your wheel is like yeah. offset. Right. They're not they're not right. like on the same plane. They're like yeah. this or whatever. So it's like when you're kicked out like that when you lift up you just land you in the feeble. Yeah. yeah, so it's like natural. figuring out the angle that gets you up like that. It's just that that kick out. I'm like, I forgot that completely. Stahl's like, no, you need to party tooth. And yeah. then I was like, oh, and I pulled it like right away. I was like, that is the, that's the move for sure. Because if you go straight, you just don't do anything. You just like go to ice pick or whatever. You know what I mean? Your wheel never actually goes up. Or for you, since you go onto the ledge, like you know how to do that, you just end up doing a tie rod. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because tooth to pop up on a ledge is actually way harder. You actually have to like really get yourself on top of the ledge. I've never done – I don't think I've ever done a tooth to tires on a ledge. Like I don't know if I've ever even thought that I could get my bike to actually go on there. If you've done a tooth over on like a flat bar or like a round rail, it's the same exact trick. Yeah. You literally just the, do tooth top over and you just go on top instead of over. It's- I feel like the tooth pop over on the rail works almost because your wheel – like. I'm pulling shit over. I'm not like, uh, yeah, I'm not peak tooth pop over. So I'm not like Ty Morrow who's like fucking super over the thing. And he's like actually hopping over the thing. My wheel is fucking dangle daddy. And I'm just pulling my (laughs) wheel over and hoping that it makes it over the thing. Especially the taller the rail goes, the more I'm really praying that I don't like clip my wheel as I'm jumping over the thing. It like works. If you're confident, that trick like works every single time, no matter what the setup too. like, You'll just – I've done them on like real spots and just roll them and pull it first go. But if you have a doubt that it's not going to work, you are just asking to like get rocked on the way over the rail. You got to oh, yeah. be like in the right state of mind because you, when you watch those dudes do it, it does look like so easy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. – and Ty does it on the regular side, which I learned worst. first, but I, I fucking hate the way it feels. I don't get how he can go to the big setup and decide that that's the trick that he wants to do because it does not feel good to me. Nope. You can almost tell that it doesn't feel that good either. But like in like it just looks like windows, a, you're like crooked. Yeah, yeah, you land like way different. Yeah, the, the like regular one you land like the, so chill. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that's Ty, the one he just dropped a new part on his birthday, which was like so I think good, it was like four or five days ago. That was recent too, yeah. but. Thursday is insane. He just turned, that he just I think he just turned 30, right? 30, Isn't that what he said? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm I'm like that much older than Ty. He's been he's been in the top of the game forever, dude. He's been like well respected for so long, you know what I mean? He must he was really he young. He started super dude, his end search part was like one of the earlier you know, video parts I then? saw that got me like stoked on riding. He must have been Dude, like I think he was like still in high school. Yeah, like, he must have been like high school age. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he was still in high school or like, you know, that era. I mean, he might have not been in school anymore or whatever. I don't know what his, his schooling situation was. But yeah, that was a long time ago. And he was already like ripping. Yeah, yeah. That's a legendary part. Oh, for sure. That's probably the first time anybody even like knew who Ty was. But obviously like dudes knew because he was already hooked up by Vans and Premium at that time. Premium or was it Federal? 
No, he had a premium. That a red, premium. like yeah, that red true. bike with the, and he had the stem with the fucking whole middle bitch is missing. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like AKA the death, the stem that I'm assuming just broke off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anybody that ever owned one, but it certainly looks like it would not oh, hold yeah, up yeah. in any way. It looked cool though. That's what really counts. <laughs> At that time, that was. I mean, that time, he probably sold a lot of that stem. Yeah. The what was it? The gutter he shark that had the, the seat tube cut out. Yeah, the yeah. gutter shark was, was like, like real three low. Pound, it was like three pounds. It weighed like the eye, yeah. It yeah. was just fucking holes all over the frame. I'm sure it was not good because Dan had a a death trap like a, the Garrett frame. Yeah. And it was not good. No. So I can only yeah, so imagine, imagine the frame that weighed a pound and a half less was much worse. <laughs> Dan like bent the back end in like three weeks. But Dan and it was like, is brutal on bikes. He's... He's very always, he's always, his, his he's always been super hard on a bike, but like, dude, he was like 16 years old or 15 years old or something like, and I'm not talking like the back end bent a little, like you could look at it and it was like, it was clearly clearly straight yeah. sideways. Offset, so you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't ride it. The wheel wasn't like, it would just touch the frame. It was like the least I've ever seen a frame ever last in my life. Like I've never seen, and, and he was like, obviously super bummed and I'm, I'm sure Garrett probably was fucking breaking them left, right, and center. But at that time, like, every bike actually sucked. Yeah, pretty much. That was, like, there was, like, I mean, like, you could buy a bike from, like, a real bike company. It still wouldn't be that good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You bought, like, a, I don't know. I broke tons of frames at that time. Every bike I bro- owned was from, like, a real bike company. It was, that was just, like, when everyone was chasing bikes being super light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like, you And a lot you of the technology was new. I, oh, yeah. I feel like yeah, everybody I mean, like, people was, People weren't like, really that mad about yeah. it. Yeah, bikes would just break, and it was like, oh, yeah, I got to get a new one. Like, oh, put on the backup, see if a homie's got, like, a spare a spare fork. Like, and, I broke a lot of forks. And the technology was new. You know what I mean? Like, they knew, I think at that point, that's kind of when everyone was, like, first post-weld heat-treating stuff. So they're like, oh, it's stronger. So they're like, you know, they're like, oh, we can make it thinner. And they didn't, you know, they hadn't, like, figured out the mix between, like, yeah. it can still only be X thick before it's still like yeah sure it's like stronger but like stronger in what way you know what i mean like you know justin like strength only works like some ways it's not like infinite it's like something gives you know what i mean like something stronger so it's more brittle or whatever right like that's a scale it doesn't you can't have everything in one it's like an engineering thing yeah i mean like the the simplest terms of it is like the stress on something is the force over the cross-sectional area so when you reduce the thickness or like you know, the cross-sectional area of it, the the stress goes way, way up. And, like, the material properties can only take so far with, like, steel products. Like, shit's going to start cracking, bending. Like, it just, you can't make it too thin within reason. And that's why everything is, like, good. Like, you know, everything's pretty good now. And it's because they use the same technology that everyone was telling them was going to be stronger. But then they just, like, realized if you just make it the right thickness... It will just last so much longer. I mean, I feel like bike parts outlast the use. Like people are over them by the time the part fails yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. Which is like good and bad. It's like good for a consumer, but bad for an industry. Sort of like yeah, they only need to, to replace stuff because you want yeah. to. And everybody's stuff is good. Like barely any companies make stuff that I'm like that product is actual garbage. It's like – I mean, everything's basically made in the same place anyway. It only difference is like design, and then how much can the design change the the effectiveness of the product? I, I mean, 
probably a lot, but we're all being designed relatively simple. I mean, we have like, it has to be a certain way. You know what I mean? The product has to function a specific way. So you can't change it like too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think just the baseline has just come up to a much higher level than it ever was that even like the okay brands are reasonably good quality. Like it'll, it'll last you long enough. Yeah. I haven't had like a catastrophic part failure in so long. Yeah. Same. I don't think I, yeah, really ever. Dude, I've just I mean, had, you ride your. Dude, I used to have your last bike snap off, but that's really you know since I started I riding. Fucking tooth hanger. I got I got a pair of a claw cranks through a Twitter contest, like <laughs> classic. So so long ago. Just as the king of cranks. fucking winning shit online. Dude, I used to, dude, I had a streak where I was just winning every online contest, and it was like the most amazing thing. Like I didn't buy shoes, I didn't buy like handlebars. For like a solid year. Like, I mean, when I met you, your bike, the bike, the setup you told me you were riding was so ancient. You were riding like a fucking volume frame from like six years oh prior. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, I can't believe that thing is still riding. Yeah, like you're like, it's fine. It works good. I was like, I guess I don't know. I've had like twenty since then. Yeah, my my old setup prior to We the People was like just a mishmash of like spare parts and like old parts, and it's just like. And was that frame from the, that contest? The, dude, the frame was from a volume gone fishing filming contest where you had to like. No, you won the I frame won the too. Frame too. Yeah. Oh, it's like this fucking <laughs> guy. Like, <laughs> you know what? I actually learned something today. You actually are kind of cheap. That's what it <laughs> is. I'm very cheap. Because I never cheap. really thought about it. Because on a trip, you're never like penny pinching. You know what I mean? Like, I actually kind of like that none of the guys that are on the team are like broke guy. You know what I mean? You yeah. all are like adults. So you like work a job and shit like a normal person and you don't complain, which is awesome. Personally, it makes my life like a billion times easier because like no one's getting tons of money. So it's like, yeah, dude, I do the same thing. I fucking yeah. go to work and do whatever too. It's cool. We're all on the same page. So I never noticed it, but it's funny. You won your frame that you were riding for like five years. You, ne- you never even were like, you know what? I won this frame. I guess I could buy a different one. Like you're just riding it into the ground. Yes. And like you had an animal stem. Like who knows how long that animal stem was on your bike. I can only imagine that. Th- I mean a stem is – st- to be fair, a fucking stem is the kind of product you pretty much should never have to replace. If you like grease it and tighten it properly, you don't pinch them very easily. So, like, to be fair, that's probably, like, not that weird of a thing to keep forever. But I'm sure it was old. Probably yeah, was from yeah, someone else. It was it was a, a hand-me-down it stem was from, from my friend Dan Nelson. No, no, no. That's, oh, that's the stem I rode after that was a Franco oh, stem. <laughs> Which I, I traded him two Chipotle burritos for it. <laughs> Obviously not at the same time. But that was the deal. It's with a pretty good place. trade. Yeah. Yeah, you um, – and then you were talking about how Apple's expensive, which I mean don't get me wrong. This shit is fucking overpriced as fuck. I, I mean the, the thing is everyone always – this is the thing that everyone's always like, these are so overpriced. They're not actually overpriced. They're not – you know what I mean? Like wireless earbuds cost overpriced. slightly – a little, They're a little. Low. But people are like $100 for headphones. It's like that's how much headphones cost. If you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, buying wired headphones, they don't cost that much. But if you're buying – people never gawk at people who are buying boys bo- – Bose noise canceling headphones. This is like fucking four hundred dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say the people don't say anything world. about that. Yeah, the audiophile right. people are insane. Like, if, especially like those crazy like 
open-backed, you know, over-ear headphones with the, yes. like, with the magnetic, uh, forget what it's called. But you, you could spend literally hundreds up to thousands of dollars on headphones. So, like, a hundred bucks is not that crazy. For In comparison, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I'm always like, dude, they're not that expensive. But whatever, the computers and shit are expensive, for sure. I mean, like, the computer is, like, thankfully, mine has been good. It's the same year as yours that you bricked. But, like, I'd be bummed if I had to buy a new computer. I mean, Dude, just keep paying to be for fair. The, the, the warranty shit. What is it called? Apple Care? Apple Care Plus, just yeah. keep that running. I would uh, to be f- worth it. To be fair, I do have – I have encountered an issue now with my new camera. It's that – it's, like, they still shoot in, like, an MP4 codec, but QuickTime doesn't open it. Really? It doesn't open it if it's – sorry. If I filmed in 8-bit – it would open it, but it doesn't play back the 10 bit. You know what? I had the same issue with uh, Louis Colasion sent me some footage once from his GH5, maybe. Okay, probably. Yeah, and yeah. It was 10 I'm sure it's footage, 10 bit also. And it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't play back in like the normal QuickTime or VLC player. Like, but it opened it. In- plays in, it plays in VLC, but it VLC doesn't work the same as QuickTime. So, you know, it's like you can't really scrub. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of slightly delayed or whatever. I just do the, so it's like, like functionally, it's fine. Uh, the problem that I have is that I used to use QuickTime on a tripod angle to trim the file. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would like leave it running on a tripod and I would just make – I don't want to make someone stand there and push the button constantly. So I will just let that thing run and then when I import the footage, I would never even put the raw in. I'll just put – I know I'll click on the long-ass clip and I'll find it and I'll trim it and then I'll label that as a separate clip or whatever. But now I can't do that, so now I have to have someone push the button all the time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm just going to be like these fucking massive files on my computer. And it edits just fine. I mean, you have to like render it, you know, the 10-bit, but it doesn't take that long. It's not like that big of a deal. And it edits fine. It's just like irritating. It's like I have to change my workflow like slightly. Yeah. And I was like – at first, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, what is happening here? So I'd like Google. There's not even that many people talking about it. Like some people are complaining about it, but no one must trim their clips in QuickTime like I did. Yeah. Because no one's like complaining about that. They're just like, oh, I just downloaded VLC and it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But I mean, I guess we do use cameras in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like like, I'm recording. Because like vlogging and shit is so popular. I feel like those dudes are like the king of setting up your tripod and like, it filming for like an hour while you like, you know, cook some breakfast or something or like while you do your hair. That's whatever. true. Like, so it's weird that that's it's not true. more of like a common complaint, but I guess we do. And I know that Apple doesn't update QuickTime that often. So I'm like, dude, they're never going to fucking update this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like when's QuickTime going to get an update that plays the 10 bit? Yeah. They probably won't because they've been making 10-bit on that camera. The GH5 has had 10-bit for how probably long? And it, you know what I mean? And they've never done the update yet. And it's a super popular camera. You know what I mean? That's probably one of the most popular consumer cameras that exists. Yeah. And it hasn't adjusted. It's like Apple doesn't really care. They're not going to – that's the only thing that my complaint is like when they change shit, it works super good. They like make sure everything works. But as a result, it takes them forever to, to change anything. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, so now my life just takes longer. Editing just takes longer. But the footage looks way better. I'm not even like, not even like, really like tech spec guy, but you can tell the difference. The footage looks 
really, really good. But people I like noticed it instantly. In the, the, the little the preview of the We the People Vegas trip you sent, like it's wild. People like noticed it on the USL videos when I switched camera. I think for the the first time I used the A7S3 was to the poor homie Rich bike dice. Mm-hmm. Someone instantly was like, "You guys switch cameras. What cameras did you get?" I was like, "That's crazy because like." You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I figure a normal consumer is not paying attention that yeah, much. Like, that. that's not really the audience of that style of a video. Like, the camera's a fucking man. You can film it on a phone. Yeah. You know, like, you just want right. that just a yeah. content. You know what I mean? It's not, like, about the quality. I was like, damn. So that's good. I was like, if people are noticing it there, I'm like, that's the move. I noticed it, you know, but I'm, like, also, like, trying to justify the fact that I spent a bunch of money on a camera. <laughs> so I'm, like, zooming in. I'm like, oh, it looks way better. Blah, blah. Like, when I'm, like, probably just trying to convince myself <laughs> yeah. of that. I don't want to. I don't want to incriminate you here, but the the story of those cameras is pretty crazy. Like, yes, I mean, <laughs> got, I don't even really. I don't care now. It's lucky. been so long. Nah, you probably yeah. did the same thing. But not, nothing that you I, did so nefarious. But basically, you, you saved a little bit of money on this. On I this got setup. I got lucky. That's all. That's really what it comes down to. And actually, I've told some people about that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it had to happen to me too." What? Not with like a camera, but with like, yeah, I guess it happens all the time. Yeah. All the fucking time. And I, you know what? You got plenty of money, Jeff Yeah, dude, dude, they can afford it. Like, you shouldn't... He's not, I'm not, I'm not stressed out, dude. Yeah. The way I see it, it's like, you know what, man? Like, I, I'm not like a dude that wants to take money from people. I'm not that guy. I, everything, I'm like, buy the books. But you know what, man? Jeff Bezos ain't going to miss it. Nah, that that was their mistake. And, you, and it's their mistake. Yeah. I didn't do it. Exactly. I'm not going to go rob a fucking a facility, but... <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're sitting at... I'm seeing like the hour 48 mark. So we're pretty good to uh, to wind things down. But For sure. Is there anything uh, you'd want to say before we close this out? Anything uh, we didn't touch on? No, I think we're, yeah, I think we're, yeah, I think we touched on most of the stuff. Just want to be able to come back out there. I mean, I guess technically I can now. I'm vaccinated and shit, so I'm chilling. But uh, I just don't. I just need someone to pay for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just trying to not. I mean, I was gonna I actually was gonna go to. I was gonna go to New York last summer. That was like a big thing that sucked about the pandemic. I'm fucking missing out on this whole trip. I was planning on doing just like homie trip. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was gonna film with you and like make it partly we the people, but I was just gonna pay to go myself or whatever and just hang out with my friends. Took rent an Airbnb for like a couple weeks. You know, three weeks maybe. I was down to. And I was like, well. I'm, I was like, yeah, me and Justin will be able to film. Like, no stress. We'll just get whatever we get, and it's like, cool. But then, of course, obviously, fucking shit show in New York was a super big shit show. Like, coming from one of the worst places to going to one of the worst places, like, the worst idea just, like, in general just seemed like such a nightmare. I was like, this doesn't even seem like it's logical in any way. And now my friends are still weird about it. I was like, are we doing it this summer? And they're like, I don't know. I don't don't think so really I was like, yeah i don't know i'm down to go anywhere at this point like i'm vaccinated too and i feel like things have stabilized luckily where we live so that it's not super risky or su- even like too stressful like oh i mean here there's like there's basically like nothing here anymore they like just said today that they're gonna like not make people wear masks inside really, really? Yeah, that well, seems like the CDC suggested that. The CDC suggested that. Yeah, that like vaccinated people don't need to wear masks. So I was like, I was like, stop telling people that because the problem is not. It's not that like okay, so maybe transmission is going to be like null or whatever. Like, cool, totally get that. Like, 
I mean, that's part of the reason I got vaccinated, right? I'm like, you know, I want shit to be normal, so yeah. I don't, don't care. But the thing is, it the people who don't get vaccinated also don't want to wear a mask in the first place. So they're just going to use that. They're I just going to be like, yeah, I was vaccinated. Yeah. And no one's going to be like, yeah, exactly. can I see your yeah, yeah. identification? It's, no. it's the United States. It's like unacceptable here. So like no one's going to do that. So it just like asks for people to argue with a fucking teenager that works at Starbucks who doesn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that I hate. I hate when everyone's like rude to everyone about it. Like, yo, you really think this person at Starbucks like cares about you wearing a fucking mask? No. First things first, they have the right to since they have to see about 4,000 of you a day. Yeah. But do you think they really care? No, it's their boss tells them to care. So don't give them like some bullshit about it. Just like suck it up. Wear the mask. Fucking For fucking do the two thing. minutes fine. to like, fucking get your coffee and then walk out and take it off. It hundred percent because I was around some riders and they were bitching at this person and another one of them I like stepped stepped up I was like really uncomfortable but I'm not the dude to like confront someone about that yeah, shit yeah. and I don't really know these people that well and one of them still was like yo shut the fuck up like do you think that lady that makes like fourteen dollars an hour gives a fuck about you wearing a mask her boss is telling her that dude just her job is stressful enough as it is she probably isn't that stoked just fucking make it easy on her dude just be a little like bit so of a human being. Like- circumstances like that it's like fucking put it on for two seconds and take it off it's like is it really that big of a deal yeah and it's like you you think it doesn't do anything that's fine but just put it on anyway just just be not just be a person you know what i mean it's just about being like a nice person to the person who like yeah sure this is the maybe the only like three people you're gonna see today or maybe you got sick and you don't care or like you don't worry about it but that person might you know what i mean i don't know if that person's stressed out and they just have to go to starbucks to go to work because they're fucking worried about their family or whatever you know what i mean like i don't know what their situation is just be chill about it it's not that big of a deal for me to put the thing on for like fucking 30 seconds it's all good common decency yeah, most shit in the world is just basic common sense and being like, put yourself in other someone else's shoes and no one ever, everyone's always so quick to be like an asshole to people. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I guess on that note, uh, thank you, Grant, for coming on to yeah, hang man. out with us. Of course. Uh, this would be yep. easy. It would probably be harder to get you to stop talking than to start. <laughs> so I figured it was a safe, it was a safe bet to, uh, to get for you on sure. the mic. I appreciate it, boys. It was it was cool to hear about yep. you know some of the struggles of uh, the most recent video you just put out, and I think yeah, I mean, hopefully people are going to be stoked on that because you put in a lot of work. And it, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Of course. All right, so I think we're going to sign off. Uh, if there's right, anybody still watching at this point, uh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> if you want to send an email, suggestions, or Tell me that I suck or something. Uh, the po- the email is sore losers podcast one at gmail.com. So you couldn't get it up. You couldn't get the single one. <laughs> I couldn't get the single one, dude. You had to get one. I had to put the one, yeah. Oh, classic. I know. It's, it's very sad. All right. All right. Take it easy, guys. All right. Later. Sure. What do I do now with this fucking audacity? <laughs> <laughs>